We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative's Video Marketing Masterclass. George B. Thomas built out an 11-module on-demand course on how to leverage video in your business at impulsecreative.com forward slash VFM for Video Masterclass. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Remington Begg. And I'm co-host Dan Moyle. Uh, Remington, I am stoked to have the listeners here because in this episode, episode number five of season two, we are digging into what it means to transition to a distributed team, what the communication looks like, and what it, it just like just everything about distributed team, especially the mix of in-house and distributed. So uh, for listeners, owners, leaders, entrepreneurs, you're in for a treat. Um, one of the things I got out of this was intentionality and mm. self-awareness. And, it, and it's funny because it kind of feels like a theme. Each one of these episodes that we've had on season two, we've talked about self-awareness in it's some true. way, I feel like, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, so w- listeners, you're in for a treat. We're going we're gonna to get into this. And one of my favorite parts was how to combine the cultures of remote and in-house and what that looks like for Impulse Creative as we pull back the curtain on this. Uh, so yeah, any any thoughts as we get into this, Remington? You want to you want to share? Yeah, just just don't treat them the same because they are not. But the opportunities are endless. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Huge huge opportunity to bring in talent to your company when you can work out this distributed remote workers thing. So uh, friends, here it is, season two, episode five, transitioning to a distributed team. <laughs> transitioning. To a distributed team, that's hard to say, isn't it? It is. <laughs> that's a lot I'm of. Glad you had to. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's set a course for growth. So Remington, I'm excited to talk today, man. Uh, this has been on on my mind for quite a while, just because, like, you know, two years ago I started working remote out of a corporate job, and then as we've talked over the last you know few months here that I've been with, with Impulse, like you've talked about how this all happened that where you're like, it's a 50% distributed team. So, so I'm excited, man. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to our conversation. Woo. Yeah. So, so it's, it's fun. Like you said, you've been thinking about this for a long time. So have I. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's, what's fun is my mindset's changed a lot. And I think, um, I'm sure we'll get into this, but a lot of it has to do with ego. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's interesting. And, um, you know, similar to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago in regards to like the office mm-hmm. and, you know, it being smaller and stuff like that. There's also like this ego thing. There's trust too, but it, I, I think it's more ego mm-hmm. that really kind of puts in this whole like air quotes for those of you listening, ownership of the group and stuff like that. Um, and when it's not, you know, if you have the right team, it's not really needed. So it's gonna be fun to dig in. Yeah. So as we dig in, so this just crossed my mind. I should take a note on this, but before I forget, is it, is it, it, when you say ego is part of that, the idea that when you have, when you have remote workers, Mm -hmm. they maybe have to buy in a little bit differently to the culture. And so you've got to let that go as the owner, the the founder. Yeah. So let's say, let's rewind to Remington, uh, Remington four years ago, right? Before we started being remote. Um, my thought on remote work was you can't have collaboration um, the way that you can have collaboration in-house and, and the optics um, don't measure up to the, 
you know, I say optics, meaning like outside influences, uh, customers coming in, like there's so much value to having multiple heads in one, in one area. Um, and you know, it, that was really the, like a big, that was my point of view. Like I, I, I fought that pretty hard on Twitter against, uh, against people about remote versus in-house. And, and a lot of it is ego, like, Hey, this is my team. Right. And being able to point to a room full of people that are working, um, like crazy, but, um, but you know, business changes, which will, I'm sure will unpack. And then, and then also, you know, you start to kind of look into, the efficiencies and inefficiencies of things. But a lot of it, a lot of my hard decision was ego in the beginning, but, um, and there's still a lot of the perks to being in-house. I do think communication is easier, oh, especially yeah. passive communication. I don't think people really think about that passive communication as much. Like, you know, what's going on with your coworkers if they're talking about something else and you can drop in value, even if you're not asked um, or drop in your point of view. That's not, that's not possible with a remote. Um, so that, that, those are some of my levers that I was uh, very much um, focused on. But, but when I look back, it was like ego is probably the biggest barrier I had to get over as an owner to allow for that to happen. Interesting. And then I'm kind of throwing out the questions that we, you know, we kind of had this like layout for listeners, like we're talking yeah. about these things. And now I'm just like, you know what the hell with that? I want to, I don't want to, I want to the format. <laughs> so Remington, when you said, uh, uh, this is my team, a room full of people. Yeah. So my mind goes to talent, right? Yeah. As a, as an agency, especially like you need creative talent, strategic talent, you need talent. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure the Fort Myers area has a ton of great talent, but also like as a distributed team, man, you've got talent around the country that you can tap into. Mm-hmm. Was that hard to kind of grapple with? So, so, and I know there's a lot of agency owners and companies that like relocate people, um, you know, to, to bring them down. And so, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. The other, you know, the other side of it is, um, so like going back to that four years ago, four years ago, the cost of living was much lower than it is today in, in Fort Myers and surrounding areas you know, rent is significantly higher than it used to be. So it's actually easier to say, Hey, why don't you leave your place in California and come over here because it's cheaper um, to live and you'll have a job, right? Like it was actually easier to do that. But when we started thinking about those friction points, it became a little bit more, it was higher risk. And especially as we started bringing on, we'll just say more mature individuals. I mean that like from a, um, a professional point of view, but in a lot of cases, that professional point of view also came with family obligations. Right. It was a bigger lift. Like you're not just bringing a college student, taking them from New York and bringing them down. Now, all of a sudden you're, now all of a sudden you're taking a family of four and there's a lot of risk there as uh, you know, I, I like to think I have heart. There's a lot of risk there transplanting a, an entire family over for essentially a um, get married on the first date, right? That's really what it kind of feels like with an yeah. employee. So when we started looking at that, we had a couple that didn't work out that relocated. Um, and so we, I think that was the beginning. We really started like, oh, well, why don't we do remote for a couple months to see this works and then move, right? Um, and And so then it just kind of, I'll say snowballed, but in a positive connotation uh, All right. from there. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine, I mean, in, you know, in just the three months that I've been with, with impulse, like it's, it's been incredible, but I can't imagine having to uproot. And especially like for me as a blended family, my biological daughter, her mom still lives here in Michigan. 
Yeah. So I'd, I'd have to leave her behind or whatever. So for me to have the opportunity to work remote for such a great company is, is huge. So interesting. Yeah. So how did we, so let's back up then. We talked a little bit about Remington four years ago and then where yeah. was. is that kind of where it started for you was that, gosh, this didn't work out. Things are becoming remote. How do we end up becoming a 50% distributed team? Yeah. So one by one, right. Yeah. It's like, how, <laughs> how, do you, how did you get to where you are? One step at a time. Right. Um, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a decision to go remote, hmm. but what it was, was so we had, um, and there's a couple other podcasts you can listen to, uh, about our story, um, that we dug, that we dug into, um, historically, but like we had what I call the chrysalis effect at impulse creative, um, you know, and, and that chrysalis effect really came down to, we had, um, some agency, some employee poaching that happened by another agency, um, and then some of the talent went with that and then we lost some customers and it was like all, it was like a pretty big pivotal moment where we were allowed to, and I say allowed, like going back to this ego side of it, when things are working, they may not be working the best. It's a lot easier to, to discount other ways of doing things. Yeah. Right. But, but we had an opportunity to kind of reset and we, you know, it was about 70% of our staff disappeared like within a couple months. And so when wow. we started doing that, there's two, two things that we needed. That, that's huge, by the way, 70%. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, man, that's huge. Think about that yeah. listeners. Holy cow. And you got to try and operate business. So then obviously we were in a really big and critical hiring push. Mm-hmm. And so as we were starting to really lean in on that, there was a, um, I mean, there's just one of these conversations that I had with Rachel. Um, for those of you who don't know Rachel, Rachel's co-founder, my wife, my boss. Um, but she, <laughs> yeah. she essentially, you know, we had these conversations and it was like, maybe we should try remote. And it wasn't, it wasn't because we were interested in trying remote culturally. It was because we needed to, we need a, needed a butt in a seat fast. And going back to the relocation and that kind of thing. Um, that was a, like, that's a time thing, right? Like most companies will be like, oh, you have to give two weeks notice before you leave. Yeah. So that's just two weeks notice to leave. Well, how much notice do you need to uproot your entire family to move to a different state? Right. So there's, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that. And we didn't have time for that with all the situations that came. So in an effort to be more agile um, and to survive, we were like, we should probably widen the bucket, if you will, and start focusing on like, focusing on talent, focusing on like, forget location, remove that from the job description or the job survey. And let's just, let's just make a couple hires. And we did. Um, and it was a rocky road. Uh, Danielle's still a part of it. She's officially the first remote, um, remote oh, really? only staff member. But um, that conversation was, we've never done this before. It's going to hurt. Um, and you have to communicate. And so, uh, so all of the remote staff that is enjoying themselves nowadays can thank Danielle. <laughs> Send Danielle a thank you note. All right. I'll do <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was the big thing. And, and it was, you know, peeling back all those layers. Um, similar to the, it's, it's a lot, uh, it's very similar to the whole, like moving to a smaller office feel like peeling back all those layers. Then suddenly you have this, this point of view that you have to, kind of put in your back pocket and not really allowed to be out front. And 
as an owner or manager, you know, people are working. And again, I'm using air quotes working when they're in house and they're at the office. Right. But, um, but you, there's a lot of trust that has to happen and not as much of an opportunity. And this is coming from an owner. And one of the biggest things I had to transition from, it's harder to identify when someone is struggling. If you, if they're not right there, you can't hear their size. Like I know all my in-house team, if they make a sign a certain way, I know they need help. Even if they don't ask for it, where you don't get the opportunity with a remote team. So, um, so that was a big, that was a big push. Is that why we use that fifteen five? Yeah, software. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into tools here in a minute. I just yeah. like I made a list of tools that I know I use, and that was one of those mm-hmm. I didn't even think about making. Yeah, sure absolutely. Keep touch. And then, and then the biggest, the biggest one um, was we needed to, you know, it was about I think it was earlier in the year before we hired Danielle. Um, earlier in the year, I made a push to go video first in the agency. So like literally blew up the conference phones, took all, took all the phones off of all the desks in the office and, um, and which we needed to do if we were going to go to remote, but we didn't know it at the time um, because we had an on-premise phone system makes it really hard to make a phone call to Dan. If our on-premise phone system doesn't work for Dan, who's not here. Um, But, uh, but we went video first and I, thoroughly underestimated the value of video for your in-house team um, versus the customers. I did it because I wanted to, I wanted customers to see how engaged we were. Um, but I did not realize how much it would help in a remote situation. It was, it was really, I didn't even know to think about it at that point. But once, um, once you get to see the non-verbal cues of someone, it, uh, it really helps with communication. So that's huge for those owners or entrepreneurs or anybody who's, who's listening. Yeah. If you're thinking about remote, have video. Absolutely. hundred percent. And, and as a remote, you know, team member, like I don't feel like I'm disconnected. I mean, sure. I sit in my home office and I, and I don't talk to people on a day on a, on a minute by minute basis, but this video, man, it's just a second that it takes to spin up a video and we can mm-hmm. sit and talk. I feel connected to any of the team this way. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That cannot be underestimated. Um, what was that? This, how did that decision feel? Um, you know, when, when you said 70% of your team was gone. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like I can't imagine number one, losing 70% of my team, but as an owner, losing yep. 70% of my talent, that had to feel just terrible. So, yeah. So, I, so yeah. Walk me through that. What was that like? Yeah. So losing, losing it was, um, so there's a whole, I'll have to find the episode. It's with agency unfiltered, not agency unfiltered. I don't know. I'll, we'll find, we'll find um, the actual link to it. Our, our friends over at Zen pilot, um, oh. they will, they've got a great talk where I went through the, all the emotional states, but basically like you get pissed. Sure. And then, and then you get scared <laughs> and then, and then suddenly you're like, crap, I have to figure this out quick. And at the same time, I have to do a whole lot of stuff, right? And so it was, uh, it was all hands on deck, but there weren't that many hands. Um, and, but it took me about a year to like look back. I'm, I'm actually so happy that it happened, but it hurt really bad. I would never do it again. And Rachel and I actually uh, made, a, made a decision a while ago. If that did ever happen again, we're done. Like, it's not like, 
we're done. We couldn't survive it. It's we're done. We don't need to, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, we can unpack that another time. But yeah. when we, but when we started thinking about like bringing it together, you know, you build your job descriptions and you build your core values and you build all these things around what you want your staff to be. Right. And we went through a big exercise around our core values and had a lot of focus around it. And none of the core values mentioned anything about location. And that was kind of like a big aha for us. It was like, Oh, what is the reason they have to be local? And it used to be, well, all all of our customers are local. And then, you know, from, from the point about four years ago to now it's, it's, more than inverse. Like it was like 80% local, 20-ish percent uh, throughout the US or even the world. And now now it's the opposite. Mm. Um, and so then all of a sudden the, those like levers that, those I call them confidence levers, those confidence levers that customers have, um, if they're remote, they don't really care that another person's remote, right? Uh, so that's that's a big thing. Uh, but one of the big decisions that we did have was that every person who was going to work in Impulse Creative is a salaried employee, not a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and this could be tied into ego, but but it's also tied into like commitment. Like I'm paying a full-time salaried employee, a fair wage. And, um, you know, and it's because I need to know their commitment is is with our firm. And it's in, you know, it's in our agreements and everything. And it was just one of those things. Like we joke, we have HQs, like we've got a Michigan HQ. We've got a North Carolina HQ. We've got, um, as Danielle says, the original HQ. We've got a Pennsylvania HQ. So we've got all these, all these areas. And, um, you know, Jeff even right now is, uh, is in California working. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, still staying on the Eastern time zone. But um, he has some early mornings. Oh, but <laughs> but other than that, that's, like, that's important with our with our clients, right? I mean, yeah, and, and the rest of the team too. Yeah, yeah. So it just goes back to the expectation, and so that was a big that was a big thing. And then what we started doing was, you know, the first one was the hardest. Um, cheers to Danielle. And then as we started going, is you know, if, again, you remove that and you start looking at um, the type of human they are, and then you stop caring about as much about where they're at, and then. Um, yeah, we just kind of started going. So now we're 50% distributed. So we're a team of, is it 15 or 16? 15, so, I think. Yeah. So it's actually it's past the threshold. It's like 55% because it's mm-hmm. we've got eight remote um, and seven in-house. Mm-hmm. And um, and so with that, there's there's some new challenges that we maybe wouldn't have uh, if we were just all in-house or all remote. But we made, along with the move, we made a very intentional, uh, a very intentional step not to go all remote um, for a variety of reasons. So that was part of the discussion when we, you went to move offices when, you know, mm-hmm. in Fort Myers, the lease was up and everything else. You're like, okay, what are we going to do? So, so impulse, so leadership, Rachel and yeah. Remington said, we don't want to go completely remote, but now we have flex remote and this kind of stuff. So, so that's so, pretty interesting. Yeah. So we actually didn't say that. We said, we said that we, we don't know if we want to go full remote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was a fun exercise because um, if, if you're thinking about bringing on a remote person, 
uh, I would say, or a remote person and you're just getting your feet wet, other than the technology we'll jump into, this was a, an exercise I wish we did a long time ago. We actually took uh, our entire in-house team and we said, no one's allowed to come in the office. Mm-hmm. You have to work for a week remote. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't like rip off the bandaid and tell them they couldn't come in on Monday, but it was like oh, they had a week's notice about it. And we gave some tips, but what it forced us to do, like I had never been personally work. I had never worked remote other than during uh, a hurricane evacuation, um, you know, on my own volition. And it was, it was hard. Um, and it was hard for me as an individual because some people can call me a helicopter manager. I try not to be, but like, I'm, I like know what's going on. I'm socially aware with the group. Um, and I didn't have that. The other, the other thing was, um, you don't realize how much that passive communication, uh, is there. Right. And so, so the perception of both sides, especially if you were talking about a split group, meaning some remote and then some in house, like both the teams have to know how they each other communicate because there's always that FOMO or there's that, you know, that, um, not being willing to communicate in a certain way when it's just like, it's different. It's just two different types of culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was a big lesson. So we did that. We surveyed the group and uh, it was an overwhelming majority said that they would like the option to be remote. Mm -hmm. um, But they, but they did not want to not have an HQ. So let's talk a little bit about that two cultures. Yep. Uh, What is it like now? that we are 55% distributed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what is it like managing those, those two cultures? What makes them different? How does that work? Yep. So um, we didn't see this going in, but uh, like going into the whole remote thing, um, going back to Danielle, Danielle was great because she shared her opinions and she was forced to, I would yeah. pull it out of her. But, um, but in a lot of times, you know, you have quick little meetings, quick little videos. You don't allow for the chatter but yet the chatter continues before or after a meeting or after a zoom meeting. Um, and sometimes that chatter is a lot of relationship, right? And there's just a lot of like joking. There's a yeah. lot of like getting to know people on a non-professional level. And a lot of times that wasn't really happening. Um, so when we're talking about the remote versus in house, it goes back to that passive. Like how much do you joke with people like in your house? Like, in passing, like, I know you're the master of puns, right? Like, <laughs> like, like you've got a lot of those puns and that kind of stuff, but like, yeah. you have to, you have to be like, have one cocked and ready for the next zoom meeting you're going to be on. If you're going to share it while if, you know, your wife walked by, you could just throw it at her while you, while you're in the middle of working. Um, so those types of things are, are what I would look at as relationship builders um, in a lot of cases. And that's not possible with um with a distributed team or a partially distributed team because you have this um it's not it's it's like it's all or nothing but in a partially distributed team it's not if that makes sense it's mm-hmm. it's if we were 100 percent remote no one knows any different and if we are 100 percent in-house then no one has to deal with any like communicating in a different way Uh, but when you're partially, you've got to be really cognizant and the exercise of being the whole office being out of the office for a week, I think I've seen a drastic improvement 
from the the in-house team and i hate even calling them that right the but the the in-house individuals mm-hmm. um communicating more effectively with the group right because there're things we never even thought about like for instance um if people go to a different location go to a coffee shop to work half the day mm-hmm. right it used to be like why the hell do they get to do that um, I have to stay in the office. Now, for the record, I never said you had to stay in the office. It's just like this like perceived thing. But after working in an office uh, or in a, in a remote office for an entire week, I realized I didn't leave my box for the entire day. And right. I felt like I was in jail. That was my day one response was on a scale of one to 10, it was a two. And I hated it. Interesting. Right? Um, by day four, it was a seven. Because I was like, oh, I need to change my routine up. And I'm a big routine guy. I need to go out for a walk in the middle of the day. I need to like get out of the cave. I need to open the blinds. You know, like there's just some of these things I never really considered. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that was a big, that was a big exercise that I think set everyone up for success moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and also gave us some really good answers. Yep. And, and see, and it's funny because, you know, working remote, I worked for remote for a year and a half for a different company. Then I went back to an office and I kind of hated it. And then back to remote with, with impulse. And, and it's funny because I never thought about the perception of, okay, if I'm off at a, at a park working, it's just me getting out of the house or, you know, I dropped my daughter off at school. I've got an hour to kill and then I've got a meeting and blah, blah, blah. Like I want to just go work from a park. I never would have thought of that perception, giving somebody a, a FOMO uh, moment. Right? <clears throat> right. Because I look at like, like the in-house team, you know, you guys have this great headquarters at Babcock Ranch now. Well, uh-huh. we we have it. I'm I'm a part of that. I've been, I've been there, so I can say we. Uh, but we have this great setup there, and we have you know co-working space that is just awesome. We have the outdoor, you know, uh, commons area that you can go and, and work remote, like r- remote away from your 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 desk. <clears throat> so I see that, and I and I see the in-house stuff too. Of you know, you've got Impulse provides snacks. Or mm-hmm. maybe Impulse provides, you know, a happy hour one afternoon or whatever, you know, free, you know, everybody talks nowadays about free beer, you know, Google and HubSpot and everybody's like, hey, we've got ping pong and free beer. Like, yep, that's not really culture, but that's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But I look at all that stuff and I think, man, I, I wish I had that. Sure. So that, there are different perceptions, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of what you make of it. Um, right. There's you know. definitely pros and cons to both. And, yeah. and that's where we wanted to you know the outcome was being a little bit more open about it and then testing it. Right. And, um, and I'm a big performance geek. I'm, I want to get the most out of the team so I can help everyone grow personally and professionally, mm-hmm. financially, like the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so if everyone's just, if we're all going in the same direction, there's gonna be different ways that we get there. Um, but I think that, I think that those perceptions are dangerous if they're not talked about mm-hmm. because, you know, it's very easy, um, to have that, that FOMO. And what's interesting Um, we have up until this year, never had, um, never had employees that transitioned from, uh, in-house to remote. Mm. They've only ever started as either. Um, and so we learned a couple lessons with, um, with the staff that made the transition because it's almost amplified those feelings. Right. I had all of this and now it's not there in, and um, you know, the communication, right? Like a lot of those things, 
the, a lot of those things changed, but we had two employees that moved one, but essentially both across the state, just one North and, and the other one, um, you know, just across to the other side horizontally, which is the difference between that is two hours versus eight hours. Um, but, but the, you know, the big thing was they had to move for family reasons and it, you know, really comes down to is, am I doing this because, um, I want them locally or do I want them because they're a valuable employee? Well, valuable employee is the answer, but they have to continue being a valuable employee. And that takes discipline because now the discipline of showing up on time and leaving on time, um, isn't there anymore. Right. right? So you got to show up in your work. And so that can be a little, that's, that's been the journey, but the, the conversations that I had with these individuals was about 60 days from now, you're going to feel like you're in a rut because all of those dopamine hits you get of people walking by and being like, that looks amazing. Or that did really awesome. You're not going to get right. unless you put yourself out there. Um, so you're going to have to start, you're going to have to start communicating differently and we're going to have to have feedback and talk about things. And so that that's been the one new thing that we, that we've kind of run into as well, to your point is what if you had it all with the same company and the only thing changed was you moving that, that there's a big, there's a, a transition period there that now we've tried to formalize a little bit better, um, put it into Tetra even right to get it so that um, people know what to expect. Document, 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 communicate, mm-hmm. communicate, communicate, right? Yep. And then communicate some more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> and, and I love, I mean, the fact, the fact that we can, I can start working. If I get up at 530 to go for a walk with, with my wife, because we're trying to get healthy, right? Yeah. 630, I'm back. I'm showered. I'm like, well, I'm going to start working. Like I can sure. do that. I don't have to then drive to an office or wait for the office to open or whatever. I can just start working. Yep. And if in, in the middle of the day, I have to go to, you know, an appointment or whatever. I can do that. And the nice thing is, I mean, for impulse, we can do that even if we're an in-house team, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't restrict people. Like, oh, you can't, you can't have that doctor's appointment. You have to be in the office. Uh, I love what you said about is the employee valuable, and that's what we want. We want the talent. We want the people. We want yep. the work to get done. That's fine. And then using the tools available to communicate constantly, you know. So let's talk about tools then. Um, yeah. Well, hang on to your yeah, point yeah. there. We'll jump into tools 100. percent But yeah. so the a lot of times when we think about that perception of like oh like i gotta get an oil change in the middle of the day or i have to go to a doctor's appointment the thought is never around the rest of the team and how that ties into that availability it's more of the freedom that an individual has Mm -hmm. so like your your role is very much more like impulse as your customer right but then but if you have if you have other uh other employees that you work on or you work with client work on the expectations is that you're available during certain hours, right? The availability is the key, the key piece here, but then also understanding what an hour out of the middle of the day might do in regards to internal communication and internal collaboration. That's where, when a company starts getting a little bit more aggressive on that, that's where it's, well, no, that's not possible because, we have to ship this and your one piece out of an eight person puzzle of getting that done. Right. So, so there's flexibility. Yes. But there's also this, you know, there's that sense of duty that is assumed if you're in house where you may not necessarily feel as an individual um, if you're remote. So that's like one of the big differences, but a hundred percent. That's huge. Yeah. Team teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So let's talk a little bit about those, those tools. Uh, You know, I, 
I feel like as a remote employee, I've got access to some amazing tools that keep me connected, that keep me productive, that keep yep. us all aligned. Um, but, but as you said, as I'm thinking about that too, like you just said, Remington, about me, Impulse is my customer. I don't right. have a team of marketers I'm working with. So maybe some of this is different for those, those guys and gals too. Right. Um, but anyway, so what are some of the tools that, that you have used to help facilitate all of this? What do you see as your navigational tools for distributed team? Yeah, great question. So as um, regardless of whether you're in-house or remote, one of the big things that we run on is the um, um, what one of the big things that we that we lean in on is like a project management tool to keep track of progress and that kind of thing. So, you know, we've always had we had Basecamp for a while. We had Jira. Um, we're loving Asana. We've had it for a couple of years now. And Asana is like that team accountability, but it's also something that is accessible on a mobile device anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So Asana was like the core centerpiece of, I remember Asana went down for a half hour. And after that, I actually upgraded my account because I wanted to make sure that, because I didn't realize how much we loved Asana till after it went down for a half hour. <laughs> um, I was like, let's pay them. And the funny thing is, is I did the same thing with Slack, which is another key piece of our internal communications. I was a free user until they went down for a little while. And then I was like, oh, crap. I didn't realize how much we use this. That $5 per user is absolutely worth it, right? So, so all of these things are, um, are key. And so when we start talking about that communication, uh, you don't realize that passive um, communication, Slack works really well for. The active communication, Asana is great for because you can be communicating around, um, around tasks, around projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoom, we have Zoom video, video first. We actually just upgraded Zoom phone um, as well. Uh, love Zoom. I would say Zoom and Slack are probably where a majority of our team's time goes into, especially especially like with client communication. I know I personally am probably on five hours a day uh, worth of Zoom videos. Mm-hmm. Holy bandwidth. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's a big thing. And then for, for HR and communications, Currently, we're using um, we're using a tool or a service called Trinet, and they help because when you get a distributed team outside of your state, there's different state laws and different requirements for employees and that kind of thing. Um, and so, as we started with the remote from a remote team standpoint and wanting them to all be able to be salary and have benefits, right? The benefits are different for someone who's in Michigan versus someone who's in Florida. The state taxes are different. We don't have state taxes in Florida. Right. But there, but other states do. And so we've partnered with a different HR tool that wouldn't have worked previously because we were processing payroll based on Florida law. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you start to widen up, you got to understand what technical limitations you got. Yeah. Um, And then, and then you get into, you know, making sure that you have performance reviews and everything. It over communicating is huge. Um, It might be sometimes annoying but we have a weekly 15.5 that goes out and 15.5 is actually the name of a company. Um, if you, if you write the word 15, like one five and then type the word, the actual word five, um, dot com, that's where you can get it. But we use 15.5. It's a, it's essentially a quarterly, uh, review and survey about how an employee is doing from their point of view, but it's on a weekly. So it's not asking 150 questions. It's asking one or two. And a lot of times, like 
how are you feeling? How well do you feel you track time? How well would you rank the client satisfaction? What's your favorite snack? Like these different things will come out. Um, and it's great because the, you know, the level up or the managers or, or me in this instance, get to review those and, and go, that's not how I see it. I should have a conversation. Um, that's been a big piece. And then finally, another tool, it's not actually a tool, it's more of a tactic is, um, again, I don't know that I've had one with you recently. Um, accountability uh, is a weekly walk. And so it's usually bi-weekly because now I'm getting up to the point where we have 15, but the goal is is to walk for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, um, unscripted. The idea is that the employee, um, you know, or the direct report, if you will, is the one who holds the agenda. It could be about anything. We could talk about how life is. We could talk about um, specific issue, but they, ha- they hold the agenda and what they want to talk about. The job of the manager is to listen. And those have been really huge for that communication, both internally and externally, because like I'm the guy that everyone thinks is pretentious walking around Babcock Ranch with my phone in my face. It looks like I'm taking selfies for like a half hour, <laughs> but I'm actually on a video call walking around, having a conversation with uh, each of the employees if they're not around. So that's been huge for that, um, more of that passive communication and getting to know what's going on in people's lives. Uh, and another tool too, that you didn't mention, uh, that I just recently had a great experience with again, a tactic more oh, than yeah. a, a technolo- technological tool, uh, donuts. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so I love this because it's, it's like sitting, you know, if we were all in house, mm-hmm. we would stop and have a, a conversation over, you know, the water cooler, the coffee pot, you know, the beer tap, whatever. Right. And it's getting to know people. It's getting to understand, oh, you have a life outside of work. Oh, you have kids. Oh, you love to kayak, you know, whatever this is, right? Um, so we have this uh, Slack bot that's set up to, to prompt us to have these donuts, have a coffee and a donut, whether it's in-house or distributed over Zoom video. So you and and I and Jen, who is in Pennsylvania, had mm-hmm. a, a three-person donut yep. to just – shoot the breeze. Hey, what are you doing for, you know, so we had ours just before 4th of July Independence Day. And so what are you doing for 4th of July? Do you go see fireworks? What do you, you know, Jen went to have um, a family day and a barbecue at a, at a poolside with her, her aunt and uncle and stuff. And so it was just really cool, again, to have that passive communication of getting to know people. Uh, Jen and I had one before I knew it was called a donut, where I've, I learned that she has a YouTube channel where she gives book reviews and synopsis. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So yeah, just getting, getting to know people and being open to that is, is huge. So as a remote employee, I, I love that part of it. Um, yeah, great, great tools. Yeah. So donut's been awesome because it randomly chooses the, it randomly matches people on a week, uh, on a biweekly. So mm-hmm. it forces like the people who would be outside your circle to go. Um, yeah. it's, it's been really great. And it was one of those things trying to get that passive communication or that sitting down on a couch you know, that's just some of that stuff. And that was direct feedback we got from the remote team was like, I don't really know the people in HQ. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not one of those uh, performance things that you would really think about, but you really need the teams to click. And so there's those activities um, that have been, that have been really big. Yeah. And then the other one, which, um, which I have grown to love is the past. So it's basically two and a half, three years now that we've had remote people. Um, this feels like so much longer in a, in a good way. 
but the one of the things that we did is like we would just have like twice yearly everyone come into HQ um, and have you know have a party. That's where the the infamous Christmas parties would be as well. Um, <laughs> course, and, and and what what was interesting about that is it left both sides feeling very fatigued um, afterwards because it was like drinking from a fire hose, right? So you go from this, Dan, you're in your, in your nice solitary spot. You get to come into HQ and yet you've got 15 people all trying to have a conversation with you at the same time about random stuff. And yet you're one human. Um, everyone felt that way when we like audited the group. And so what one thing we've done this year is we're still going to have the Christmas party. We can't, we can't do away with that, but making sure everyone gets one-on-one time um, has been really like a really huge initiative. So at max, we'll bring two people, two remote people in, but essentially our goal is every month to bring one or two people in to HQ so that they can experience HQ so that they can, they can connect with the internal people so they can be a part of the, the visual culture so we can get some videos recorded so we can get photos of them working with others in the, you know, for, for our marketing and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the review has been great from the individuals. Like they'll, they'll go back. It doesn't disrupt the team um, that is all working in house. And it's almost normalizing having the remote people in house. And so it's been a really great tool for us so far. Um, You know, we've done it. I think we've done it almost six, I think six people, six of the group have, have come through. And so it's been really great to do it that way because it's made it so that we can, we can project when the next time someone's going to be around. And at the same time, it allows for that camaraderie to happen so that when you do get to the Christmas party, it's not a year's worth of conversations that have been missed, right? It's, yeah. it's a little bit less. So that's a, that's a huge pivot we've done. And, um, the, the initial feedback from everyone is that it's like, this is amazing. This is really good from a company point of view. It's like 10% more expensive because now you're not putting two people up in in one hotel room in some cases. Um, but it's been great that that's not a tool, but it was a major pivot that we did from moving people in house or bringing people in house on an ongoing well, and what a great tactic too to just have that communication constant. Again, just thinking about being purposeful, testing things, listening to feedback, uh, you know, iterating the next, you know, journey. I mean, all these things. It, to me, Remington, it comes down to to you and Rachel being very self aware of the company and the team and the humans within it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> testing the tools that are available, testing the tactics that you want to try, and being open to that feedback. So any any business owner listening, any, any team manager listening that, that wants to work with just any kind of change really, but especially distributed team, just be open to that feedback, be purposeful. Um, that's yeah, huge. Any, intentional for sure. Yeah. No any tools. surprises with culture. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> any, any tools you found that just didn't work? You're like, ah, crap. That, that, yeah, that was so, terrible. so, um, a lot of on-premise solutions, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the, you know, in, when you start thinking about international, not international, but national, like tools that help you with national things, like even this Trinet, you know, our HR tool, it works for the solution of payrolls in different states because it's essentially a PEO. But where it really isn't working very well is the different types of lifestyles that certain people have 
or, or those types of things. Like we, we chose it because it was a Florida based PEO that could service the U S um, you've got a really, your selection process for things and benefits and like how things should work. Don't really turn out to be the same. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that it's not like the whole tool doesn't work. It's just in a lot of cases, you've really got to think about how it can be leveraged or how it can be used by a remote person versus the in-house. Um, I'll give an example, buying a dartboard or having a kegerator at HQ, mm-hmm. yeah. right? The perceived value is, oh, that's cool. That's fantastic. I get, I get to give free beer to the people at HQ. It now is, um, it now is giving a kegerator, which for the record is empty right now. And I'm sure I'm going to get crap about it. Um, but the kegerator, uh, you know, only helps a, the minority of the group in regards to the free beer. It doesn't actually help the, the remote team at all in regards to perk probably actually does the opposite effect. Um, to be completely honest, but the same thing with like the snacks that you mentioned and, and how we got around the snacks is usually on a quarterly Rachel will throw a care package of all the things that you said in 15, five that you actually wanted or you enjoyed. I think we said, we sent those, uh, sent animal crackers, not animal crackers, but like the, the, the icing covered animal crackers to George because he made a joke that he liked it one day and he was like, Holy crap. Yeah. What is this? You know? So, so that kind of stuff is fun and Amazon makes it a lot easier. So like as, as you're, as you're working on building out those processes and that kind of thing, you really have to understand the perception of both sides and how you can kind of level it out because it should be fair. And that's the biggest struggle is making business fair in the first place. But those perks and stuff have a completely different connotation if it's only for HQ. Right. Man, Remjan, great stuff. Uh, yeah instead of taking up everybody's, you know, four hours here, we're just going to keep it, keep it here. But uh, great conversation, man. I I love being a part of a distributed team and being a part of impulse and and bringing this to, to entrepreneurs and business owners and and leaders because man, it's, it's a new world. It really is. is. And you can't have a distributed team. It's not that it's, it's not that out of the question anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, Something I've learned too, and this comes with time four years ago, it was not accepted as well as it is right now. Um, and if it's changed and I'd say it's changed more in the past two than it did in the previous mm-hmm. in regards to the, ex- the acceptance. So as you are, you know, as technology evolves, you're going to have the opportunity to do a lot more of it. And as, um, as talent evolves, you know, you want to be able to be more accessible. So leverage it, use it, but more importantly, think about it before you do it because, there's, you have someone's life in your hands when you bring them on remote, you have to pretend, you have to pretend in some case in the beginning that it's a brand new employee that you've never like, like brand new employee, brand new company. You've never done it before when it's very easy to plug them into the in-house onboarding program. Um, So just be very intentional about it if you do it. And of course you can always reach out. I'm all about talking about stuff like this. Absolutely. And we're going to dive in, into, into culture a little bit more in our next episode, uh, episode seven of season two. So we'll, we'll get more into culture uh, and answer more questions. So, so yeah. So again, if you have questions and you're listening, send it to us and, uh, and we'll do that. Uh, yeah, man, I love this stuff. All right, Remington until next time, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone, you know, that could benefit from it. 
And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.